And that's right. Not only are we snake oil salesmen, Noxus was a lie. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We're going to a Sharima champion. <laughs> you thought you thought this was a game? <laughs> you thought we would bend to your will, listener? Listener? How, How dare, dare you? you? <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 43. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. I'm not Ryan, I am Hetch. <laughs> oh, oh, you were introducing yourself. Oh, my bad, my bad. That's right, you're here too. <laughs> we're back. What's every, up? Every episode is a blessing, remember that. Every episode. <laughs> I keeping up top. You can listen to us everywhere as usual. Follow us on Twitter. It's the easiest, easiest way to keep up to date on episodes. It's at Podcast Core. That's Podcast C-O-R. And you can send an email to us at PodcastCore at gmail.com if you want to, you know, toss us some questions or suggestions or just pat us on the back. We like that, too. So yeah. leave a like, follow, or, and a short review comment. You know, any of that helps. Yeah. Uh, here, here in America, we say and or, not or and. <laughs> it's like reading left to right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as always, tell a friend to leap through time by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. That's right. We're snake oil salesmen. <laughs> that's by right. listening to our podcast, you too can be zillion. <laughs> and that's right. Not only are we snake oil salesmen. Noxus was a lie. That's right. That's right. We're going to a Sharima champion. You thought you thought this was a game? You thought we would bend to your will, listener? Listener? How dare you? How dare you? you? Oh no. State of the game. State of the game. So um, what am I playing? I'm playing the same deck. We're, we're at this point where we're having spoilers come out around this time frame. We'll talk about those in different episode. Um, I mean, this is one of them. We got we got the reveal here, so we're gonna hop into or out of Noxus. Unfortunately, we'll get back there maybe. Um, but the thing is, uh, I need to grind. This is the time when you grind before the badges go out for everyone. So I'm trying to get the diamond real quick. I'm real close, uh, and. This is the most I've played in a season for a while, and it feels good because I love the damn game. It's just that, you know, there's billions of games out there. Time permits only so much. Uh, so I'm still playing the Silver Z decks. Life happens. Yeah, I'm still playing the Silver Z deck, and I still like it. And I'm really good at it. Um, and it's diverse enough where it's a good deck to climb the ladder with. So, yeah, I, I know the last time we talked about your deck, you were feeling more and more comfortable every time you played with it. So it's cool that you've gotten that feeling of just constantly playing the same thing over yeah. and over again um which of course leads into yes i'm back to the sun disc it's, <laughs> i i will trap everyone in metal gear solid cutscenes, win or lose we're gonna be there for a long time we're gonna we're gonna be here for a while yep get your popcorn i know i have mine 
Yeah. So going back to class, I mean, that, that, that's kind of how it works when it gets to end the season. Um, and when the new cards hit, then we'll get all the spiciness that Hetch usually brings. <laughs> uh, for yeah. better or worse. <laughs> like, even though I say I'm playing with a sun disc right now, I, I, I had a deck idea. And so, like, I've been toiling with it, like, off to the side. So who knows? Maybe next week I won't be saying the same story. True. True. We'll see. We'll see. So this takes us straight into our topic uh, quicker than usual. Chrono Crisis. For you boomers out there like us, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. It's a classic, baby. <laughs> it's a big old classic. I love it. Um, Zillion. We got him. So we're, we're going to talk about Zillion today. The Time Master, the Time Mage, the OG. This is an OG character. Yes. Um, of the So once again, the boomers and us who played around beta. Uh, yeah, this this guy was very annoying for many reasons. And as more things like items came out in League of Legends that helped to prevent death um, when Shen got released, like there were these layers on top of layers that was like, okay, you know, Zilling got nerfed here and there, but then it's like, we, we will never be able to kill him. And he's a yeah. support, which means he protects other people too. So if you can't kill the person that's protecting other people, you can't kill them either. It's, you, you see the You see the problem here. It, it was it was awful like there was a time there was a time people don't know this anymore that there zillion, was a time that zillion we live in a society <laughs> we live in a society uh <laughs> zillion used to like the placing of the bombs they had to change placing the bombs what people don't know is that zillion's bomb when placed deals one point of true damage and they had to change that so that Zillion could actually be aggroed by towers. Because it used to be that Zillion could just tower dive people because you just drop bombs on them. But you're not attacking them. You're not dealing damage. You're just cool guys not looking at explosions. So you're yeah. gone by the time they die. So they had to fix that. That is how long Zillion's been in this game. <laughs> Like It's like, oh no, tower aggroes you. Yeah, that's been there forever is what you thought. No. No, they had to change that. And if another one, if you are just super young and you don't know what I'm talking about, instead of thinking about these crazy numbers, just search you can't killian the zillion. <laughs> and just enjoy some boomer some boomer entertainment. I think that one has it's like it's like seven years old, isn't it? It's old. It's really old. Oh my goodness! I don't even want to think. It's like it. seven or eight. Yeah. So yeah, we'll go straight into it. We're gonna start with our spell here, and the spell kind of lends itself exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about Chrono Shift. So Chrono Shift is coming to our world, uh, and oh boy, for better or worse, I don't know. Um, so Chrono Shift. Chrono Shift is was one of the revealed cards, and some of these cards. Like we're gonna have some cards that aren't directly related to Zillion, but because the reveals are currently going on, not everything is out yet. Um, so we're going off of what we know for the time being. Uh, but Chrono Shift is a card that you will also get as if you have multiple Zillions, like one in hand, one in play. Uh, but it will also be the seven cost burst spell, which gives you an allied champion. Give an allied champion the next time I die this round. Fully heal me and grant me plus three, plus three instead. So <sighs> the first thing that stands out is the seven cost. That means you can play it on four. 
<laughs> if you skip Spell turn mana. three, you can play it on a four. So then you can look at, okay, well, if that's the case, what characters are like what creature or what um what two cost stuff is dangerous, right? So you have like Elise as a two cost, right? Um things like that you can look at. I mean at. I mean technically you could go up to three cost, um, and then You cause... would have to bank the three man. Oh, yeah, you bank you bank on turn one, bank on turn two, and oh, then yeah. turn three. True, true. You have three mana and three spell mana. Yeah. I play a lot of Lux. I know yeah, when yeah. I know I could play Remembrance on turn three. Oh no! So to, yeah, so two and two and three cost champions. Yeah. which there's a lot of dangerous ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, you've been playing a lot of Zed. Yeah, and then like if you oh, flip no. Zed with Chrono Shift on him too, then the Ephemeral guys stay because then they can't die. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. Well, it'll be interesting um, to see if people actually play this and actually try to push this. Uh, because the thing about the timing of playing it early, which means you have to play more copies of it. So, are you going to be focused on trying to play it early or have it as a win more at at the end? So you play it as a one of in a deck that goes bigger, right? Yeah. It's. Uh, I do like. I do like the flavor as far as get, putting another card in there that really does translate zillions ultimate from league of legends um because yeah. once we get to like his card like his ultimate it's not really on his card um so i do like that flavor but i think i think like if anything that plus three plus three is gonna be like that's gonna the get first nerfed. thing they nerf that's that's gonna be the first thing they nerf because i'm like we have um uh from demacia like the um of course i blank on card names the moment that we start it's recording. cool casuals yeah so but you know we <laughs> like demacia had an eight drop that was eight mana burst speed do you know keep something from dying like i can no longer take damage or die and they nerfed that all the way to just flash like from the flash speed or burst speed nerfed it to fast like they they just nerfed the speed of it yeah. which is a huge nerf so the fact that this is burst speed and it gives plus three plus three uh, like that. There's no way that's gonna stick. I, I feel like even if this card doesn't see a competitive play, it's gonna get nerfed because people are gonna complain. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the one saving grace here, if I want to grasp at straws, is that there's no resummon. It's actually preventing it from dying. So that helps with a lot of things that trigger based on something being summoned. Um. So maybe that helps a little bit. But yeah, this is going to be an interesting one to see how this plays out. We obviously get a quote here, too, uh, on the card, which is good, which is, we cannot stop the inevitable, but we can postpone it. Uh, that's a cool little play on time there. <laughs> uh, like, like and, and that, that quote just doesn't even match Zillion like, as his character. But man, that matches Zillion players. Like yeah. I know Zillion players feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so this takes us to our follower here, our unit. And this was not directly related to uh, Zillion, but it is one of the ones that was revealed with him um, in the Shirima region. We got the Soothsayer. And the reason we're focusing on this one Hype is because train. this is dangerous. Hype train. So Chrono Shift is one thing, but that's more of a, it, it's more of a, hey, something could go wrong. Whereas this is like, hey, something's going to go wrong. Like this is not a guess. This is a this is this prophecy would foretold will come true. 
Um, I don't even need to put my Oracle hat on to tell yeah. you that this is going to this is going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, so it's a two cost one four with when I'm summoned, grant allied champion and landmarks spell shield. Now, there has to be some clarification on this card. It doesn't say they have to be in play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Say- <laughs> it doesn't say. They have to be in play. I I am assuming that they have to be in play. Like We're that, hoping <laughs> they have to like, be in play. Yeah, like everyone is assuming that they have to be in play <laughs> because assuming that they have to be in play, yeah. this card is still going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah, because like, that's assuming that they have to be in play. So if we're wrong <laughs> and the card doesn't have to be in play to be granted spell shield, I'm taking a break. Yeah. Luckily, until it doesn't it say fixed. it doesn't have the everywhere keyword, which is something they've emphasized a lot in recent patches. So maybe that's Very our true. kind of our legitimate claim there. But this has a high chance of being busted. Uh, the one thing that, once again, grasping at straws to make it reasonable is that um, it has to be a champion or a landmark. So it doesn't do followers, right? which is the majority of most people's decks. It doesn't affect spells that create things, right? It has to be those two things. And with the case of the landmarks, uh, landmarks have timers usually associated with them, with the countdown focus of the mechanics in Shirima, right? So at some point, even if something has spell shield, it will die on its own. Uh, So it's kind of like, okay, there's those pieces, but this thing has a fat dumpy, which you know we, we support here, and it's only a two cost. I, this, this card's probably gonna get tweaked a lot. Thick. Yeah, this card is two C's <laughs> thick, like a one four for two mana. That's that is huge. Uh, yeah. Like the amazing only other, art though, amazing yeah, the, art on this card. Yeah, the only other card that has that is a Demacia one, um, which <laughs> sees absolutely zero play. Uh, Vanguard Lookout. Yeah. Um. So the and that one sees absolutely no play. So the fact that this one has keywords attached to yeah. it is guaranteed going to see play like the i i'm excited for this card because i how many weeks has it been now that i've been saying that i've been trying to restore the sun disc over and over and yeah. over again and the worst feeling is to go up against decks that actually run landmark removal because you don't want to run multiple sun discs because it is by far the definition of a dead draw so then it's like if they remove the sun disc, it's like, okay, like now I just have to work with what I've got, um, which it's not like a guaranteed loss when I lose the sun disc, but it is a hurdle that I have to get past. So if I can give it spell shield on turn two with a nice <laughs> blocker yeah. it, right there and force you to two for one. My one drop, that's already huge. That is a gigantic win. And then even better, if I can play it late, and then you have a level three Renekton with spell shield. (laughs) What do you do? What do you do? And remember, you can play it, get spell shield. They can knock spell shield off, and then you can play another one. To get everything spell it's shield. Only two mana. <laughs> it's only two mana. Like they 
Like that that is that is me like on the hype train as far as restoring the sun disc. This is going to be a staple Sharima yeah. card. Just period. Like yeah, anyone playing Sharima can play this. About it. Um, there are lore implications here, which H- uh, Hetch will talk about um, in a bit here. Uh, this kind, this card has a standpoint from right when new Sharima arises um, with Azir's return. So we have the quote here. Ah, you did not expect to see water in the middle of the desert. Worry not. Come drink your fill. Wash your feet. Rest in the shade a while. This is Azir's new Sharima, and it's an oasis. Uh, which is kind of a snake oil salesman type pitch here, as Hetch will get into uh, when we talk more about Zillion. Yeah, like they they're gonna sell you some water, and then all of a sudden turn around and it's like, haha, we were never in Noxus. <laughs> snake oil salesman. <laughs> so for this episode, we do have a landmark, uh, which is you know something newer we talk about now, uh, since we're getting more of them that apply to the lore. Uh, and this one's Time Bomb. It's the move that makes Zillion special. It's the move that's been tweaked the, mu- the most in the game um, of his kit. Uh, and here they did a pretty interesting way of representing that card uh, because it is almost the, the full basis of how Zillion works. Uh, so Time Bomb is a two-cost landmark that has, when I'm summoned, draw one and advanced other allied Time Bombs one round. And it has Countdown 1, Deal one to enemies and the enemy nexus. Now, this card is the core of his kit, right? So I get why they pushed it so much. But the part that's scary about it is the deal one to everything. Um, Dealing AoE damage. Sorry. Yeah, that's asymmetrical anything. This yes. isn't like ice shard. Exactly. Yes. So... AoE effects, regardless of how low damage they are in Runeterra, is a very um, low count. There's not that many of them, right? Um, AoE spells, you've probably seen this in Magic and other games like it, where card games can really, you can really ruin sets by having too much board clearing abilities that just are wide, um, are board wide, right? Especially if they don't affect you negatively. And not the nature of this card by itself, but because this card is a chain effect that essentially is building up this momentum, plus the ability to buff damage in this game, this could get very well out of hand. And it's not until we get the full scope of the set, see everything that comes out of it, will I really be like, okay, this is this is bonkers. Um, but we're going to see people trying to push that this specific aspect as far as possible um, to see how crazy it can get. And the one thing that comes to mind as a saving grace, so once again, looking for those straws, <laughs> is that Vlad Brom decks may get a boost here because they would be the worst nightmare for this deck because you don't want to do incremental damage to those those creatures because it only makes them stronger. But we're talking about a deck compilation that is zero to none in mm-hmm. existence. So either yeah. we'll they will rise up and it'll create a new shift in the meta introducing or bringing that car, bringing that deck up from the grave and then introducing the zillion deck or it all goes to hell. And who knows? Uh, I will say as the casual here that like barely touches ranked um, there, I actually see a decent amount of, I wouldn't say a decent amount. I see Vlad Brom enough to know the core cards around it. 
Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that it's like very frequently, but I do at least run into one uh, Vlad Brom deck a week. Um, okay. So, it, and as far as just in like normal play, because mm-hmm. um, I'm always playing really stupid stuff. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I'm the people there. There are a lot of people out there that still play around with Vlad Brom because yeah. it does, it does have that. Um, I, like it's a, it's, it's one of those deck types that's of very negatively affected by variants because if you don't hit that nut draw, it yeah. just feels awful. Like you, yeah. you really do feel like you're behind if you don't hit that perfect curve. And it's also a deck type that is a little bit one dimensional as far as its key cards because you want scar grounds. Like you, if you yeah. don't hit scar grounds, you feel. <laughs> significantly weaker than when you hit it it's not like it's not like the um uh well what's a good deck to compare it to it, it it's not like your like your tf decks and stuff where like if you don't hit tf on curve mm-hmm. you're not screwed like if you don't hit tf on curve yeah. it's you still have other you have other outs. You have yeah. more flexibility. Whereas like Ezreal decks and stuff like that. Right. Have, and if you yeah. don't hit Scar Grounds on Curve with Vlad Brom, it, the deck just feels completely different. You feel like you're playing with one arm tied behind your back all of a sudden, uh, which is why I don't think it gets competitive. But like the fact that you do get that significant feeling of playing with Scar Grounds when you do hit it, I think that makes it where people are still playing it. Like it, I, I still see it. Um, yeah. And I can also imagine that it will, people will play it as far as when Zillion comes out because I already want to just run into ladder with Vlad Brom just so I could play Scar Grounds on three and see if I can make a Zillion player just quit. Like, not even play a card, not even try to see where the game goes from there. Just quit. Yeah. That would be it, it. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of that at the beginning is yeah. where people see what you're playing, they see Vlad Brom, like, all right, I'm out. Boom, here you go. Have the win. I don't care. <laughs> Just let me see my opening hand. Okay, yeah. not good enough. Later. <laughs> <laughs> so take us into uh, the time age. Let's talk about them. Yeah. All right. So uh, Zillion. Zillion is, this is, this is going to be a little bit different as far as, um, as far as some of the other champions, because Zillion is from Icathia or Icathia. Um, so he he is not from Sharima, as far as like, like by the we'll go with Icathia. Yeah, he's not from like strictly from Sharima, as far as a lot of the other Shariman champions. Um, so so Icathia, what Icathia is is a province of the Shariman Empire. If you go back, listen to a, a lot of like the Sharima episodes, specifically Gnosis, Renekton, and uh, Azir, the Ascended, you know, the Sharima's been around a very long time, then was gone for a very long time, and then is recently back. Like, it's recently been reborn. So, Icathia was a province of Sharima very long ago, and that is where Zillion hails from. And as far as with this region, since it was a conquered province of Sharima that was given the liberty of governing itself or like loosely given these liberties they they were governed by a council of respected elders for the most part it's mostly mages um and 
it is on this council that we find Zillion. Zillion being a very young man, but a very respected elemental mage. And that finds him in the seat of power as far as on the council. And the element that Zillion specialized in was time. Right, so this is Zillion. Zillion is a very smart guy because from a young age he gets into a seat of political power, and he gets there by his mastery of an element. It was in the magic schools, and it's not only a you know a an element as far as just the magical principles, but it's an element that is prized by the Empire of Sharima. Sharimans have a very heavy interest in learning more about time and how to control time and which makes sense when we look at the ascended and the fact that they ascend into the like these supernatural beings and they kind of surpass time so it's all coming together <laughs> the pieces are fitting all right so now with zillion being in this seat on the icathian council he is in an interesting spot as far as being a young man he empathizes with the people of icathia not only as a political figurehead but he empathizes with them as far as their feelings towards the shariman empire he is in this place is like uh the timeline is that they have been under shariman control for a, a couple centuries at this point but they, the people of Icathia still hold resentment towards the Shuriman Empire, not only for having been conquered by them, but for the way that the Shurimans kind of treat them. Yeah. They are seen as less than, um, which since, you know, we record this in the United States of America, uh, <laughs> there may be some listeners who can relate to that sentiment there there is and and if you listen to our piltover episodes you know icathia is very reminiscent of a town or a province you would find in piltover when it comes to they're very focused on education they have a lot of highly educated like mages and people with like people of the focus of the mind if you want to say that right so because they're not a really a war nation right they're not a military driven nation um, or province they are very juxtaposed to the ruling class of Sharima. Yeah. And and like there there are points in as far as the beginning of Zillion's story, or at least when you look up Icathia, where they talk about like when they used to have a military, but even if they were militaristic, they got conquered. Like you're not yeah. gonna have an army yeah. anymore. So like the your views are gonna change after that much time. Um and Zillion is in an interesting spot because he is young, so he can relate to the people, but he's also on this council, and not this episode is not the time to discuss it yet. There were a lot of really big names yeah. on this council. Uh, none of them are technically like champions in League of Legends or champions that appear in Rune Terror, which is why we're not going to talk about it this episode, but... Zillion is in a very, like, it's very much a seat of power, but since he is with these big and well-respected names that pop up in Rude Terra's history, he 
is trapped between these two worlds of feeling patriot the sense of patriotism towards Icathia and wishing for liberty from Sharima, but having to respect what the like the biggest names of Icathia have to say. Yeah. And that leads him to really playing the part of the diplomat. So when he's not studying the magic of time, he is constantly out to neighboring provinces or going into Sharima itself, trying to just play the part of the diplomat, trying to, you know, get people like all to come together. Let's all, let's find compromises. And he's either finding, trying to find compromises with the provinces nearby with as you know, trying to grow their own powers while also trying to parlay with the Sharimans so that he can study the city of Sharima more as far as with his elemental magic of time, specifically with the sun disc. He's very interested in the sun disc because, hey, the people that go through that process, they, they're they still here and they've been here a long time. What's up with that? So the, he's always just trying to just get everybody on the same page here. And this does go on for a pretty much throughout his whole career until he hits a point where he's just fed up. Like he just gets sick and tired of the Sharimans and constantly being treated less than human while also not being respected as a scholar and specifically being the top of his field of time magic, because at this point he still hasn't gotten to study the sun disc. Yeah. So then he's like, you know what? Screw this. I've already going out all the time on these diplomat ventures. Now I'm going back out on my diplomat ventures, except now it's just going to be like, yo, neighboring mute, provinces. Mutiny, 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 mutiny. And as far as with the provinces that he is going, the provinces that he is going to is um, he is moving out to um, – Places that don't pop up too much, like Kalik and Kalduga. This is all because it's all pre-current Runeterra. Yeah. But a lot of it is within the region of Ixtal. Um, I'm going by the spelling of Ixtal with the American pronunciation. I know I've seen a lot of people saying Ishtal. Yeah. It's like, I I don't know where it, uh, I'm sorry. I think American. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's an X. I say X. All right. So, um, so a lot of it is in Ixtal. Which mm-hmm. is, uh, since we're in the spoiler season, everybody's currently trying to debate on what the next region is. Ixtal being one of the regions up for debate. Um, and it neighbors Sharima. And at one point, it was kind of conquered by Sharima. Not all of it, but most of it was conquered by Sharima. So he's moving to all these different places like, hey, if Icathia goes to war with Sharima, will you join us? And this, he as far as... At this time of history, this travel takes a long time. Mm-hmm. So he's out there for a couple years and ends up going to all of his diplomat friends and kind of hits a point where it's like, nope, we are alone. So yeah. beaten, defeated, just in the dumps, he returns home to Icathia. And there is a major development that has happened <laughs> while he's been gone. We've all drank the Kool-Aid, Zillion. Join right. us. Um now I would like my list I would like all of our, our all of our listeners right now to join me in a chant of Cthulhu Fathagan. <laughs>
<laughs> so, so upon his return home, there the council has crowned a mage king, and as far as this mage king, imagine a throne with just a crown sitting in it, and it's like we have crowned a new mage king, and Zillion looks at them like. Empty chair. What's up with this? And all of the the biggest names of Runeterra at this point of history, big enough names that I've already teased, we're going to talk about them at some point. The biggest names of Runeterra all look at him and they say, do you have a moment to talk about our saviors, the void? (laughs) Um, And... Now, uh, I know a, a lot of listeners, like if this is the only way that you've been kind of consuming uh, the lore of Runeterra. Then thank you. You're already, thank you. We love you so much. Uh, but you're already now kind of going, yo, but Hetch, the Lissandra episode, you talked about how the void was coming there. Remember, the void is is an alternate plane. It is It is a different land of existence, all right? and Zillion's story kind of helps make a little more sense of it, especially once we get to what happens now that the Void is being crowned the Mage King of Icathia. So the Mage, the Mage Council has decided to crown the Void as the King of Icathia because with the Void's power, they will be able to stand up to Shirima alone. So they were already anticipating that Zillion would come up empty-handed. And this is also a turn of events for Zillion because it's like, wait, I thought I was alone in trying to be the Patriot on this council. I thought the council was just kind of kissing the boots of Shuriman's. So a lot of emotions are happening for Zillion because all of a sudden, like, hey, I wasn't alone. But wait, now I'm actually alone because all these guys are looking at me with dead eyes saying the void. One of us, one of us. <laughs> so Zillion, it's like, you know what, dude, I'm not about this. I'm out. When I when I think about the look in their eyes, I really, I go back to, you know, for any anime watchers out here, um, for Attack on Titan, when you look at the animation, and I know Hetch is already, but in, in this respect, the way they animate the characters and draw the characters as the the depravity and things get more and more, uh, I'm going to say worse, right? You can see it in their eyes. We're like, well, they don't, I, I can't talk to this man and look in his eyes and think I'm having a discussion that's worth having because he looks like he's gone. He's soulless. And I think they represent that very well. So when I read this, I immediately thought of that look in their eyes, but they're powerful mages. <laughs> I, I, I won't get into my opinions of Attack on Titan. Oh here. my God. That's it. That's a different show. <laughs> That's a different show. I imagine I imagine the look of um the look of customer service employees <laughs> at the end of a Black Friday shift. All right. And uh, Ryan, I know that you know that look. I know that you've we, given that look. We both have that look. Because we both have that look. I right? it's that look. We've been there. Do you, you want to talk about the void? <laughs> All right, so stare into it and it stares back. Just stare, it stares right back, and I don't even bat an eye. Um, so Zillion, Zillion's not about this void business, no. 
and Zillion decides it's time to pack up and leave Icathia. In the process of getting out of Icathia, uh, the Mage Council, they, they successfully summon their new Mage King. And that spells doom, all right? The Void is only out there to consume. The Void it just takes. That's all it does. It is just a mindless sense of consumption. And once the Void is let in, it's go time. So um, like all of a sudden, Zillion, consumes. Yeah, Zillion is trying to just, you know, like, figure out his next career step, just move on with his life. <laughs> and the, the capital city of Icathia just begins to, to be demolished, just absolutely wrecked. Ruination like, 3.0. <laughs> yeah, Ruination 3.0. Um, we told you we would get there. The the tentacling, right? <laughs> like, it, so, uh, like, oh, We've already gotten to see like some teaser arts with this whole like Sharima launch, like the clockling that comes off of the um mm-hmm. the predict landmark. Like there's tentacles in it. <laughs> like it's like yeah. ha-ha. um so you you've already can imagine what this is looking like. This doom and gloom is happening just really, really, really fast. So Zillion just like in a panic state, he's trying to like save as many of these innocent citizens as he can. So he opens up his home, which is perfect wizard trope, a tower. All right. He opens up his home and he's like, everybody get in here. Come on in. Come on in. So everybody's running away from the Ruination 3.0, running to Zillion's tower. And Zillion does his best to hold off the advance of the void. And he dips into his power, dips in as hard as he can. And he does something he has never done before. And he does something that he does not even understand how he does. He removes the entirety of his tower from time. Removes it from time. It, like, and this is, it's already like, this is where we start getting into the fun. Like yeah. why time travel movies are so fun is because we can't, like humans can't wrap their mind around how time would work if it didn't work. Like, yeah. And like, that's the whole idea It's like, a, we think of it in the sense of like, because we know how time works or at least how we perceive it. Yeah. So how does it work if we're out of that perception? Like we still have to perceive it in some way. All right. And this, so, and this is where Zillion story gets fun because all of a sudden his tower no longer exists in time. Yeah, so this, this is one of those, catalyst moments that you find in a lot of time travel media where there's some uh desperation moment that ends up with oh no it's like oh cool i've created the situation that saved us from this tragic you know inevitability but now how do we get out of the situation that i've created to get us out of the situation because i understand nothing of what's happening yeah and and in Zillion's story, it's spelled out exactly like that. Like he does, he pulls this off. He collapses under the exhaust. You're like, oh, like you, you, yeah. we've all seen it in the movies and stuff. Just oh. like I'm spent. All right. So he collapses. He wakes back up and he realizes that everyone in the tower is just stopped. Like is there's no movement. Everyone's stopped. And then it's like, oh, 
everyone stopped in here, but everything outside of the tower is still going. What happened? What I do? Uh, and then it's like, ha ha, I saved the day because the tower is now safe from the void. But how do I unsave it now? Right? Because <laughs> now we're just trapped in this, like, in this stuck loop of just no nothing. Yeah. And like he then spends like as far as to our understanding from the lore, he spends years just studying the fact that he is unaffected by this change. And it seems that he is the only living thing within the tower unaffected, as well as the only like including inanimate objects. So he's also the only object that's unaffected by this. He spends years studying what he did. Yeah. Like he doesn't even understand it. So he spends years studying it, but then the little bits that he's able to understand leads him to new discoveries as far as how to work with the element of time. So then he learns how to witness other points of time. And he learns how to witness other points of time. If we think since humans only think on a linear scale, he can go to any point of that line. But if some if he if something changes on that line, it branches off into different lines. So he now starts studying different points of the line and different points of branches. And now I'd like to introduce to all of you Dr. Zillion Strange. Because <laughs> now Zillion is just going through all these different points of time in different timelines trying to find a point where he has learned what he did or where he has fixed what he did. So it's that whole end game thing of like, oh, I watched a million, a million times of us fighting Thanos. How do we, it's like, how many of those did we win? We won one and he's still <laughs> looking for the one, but the way that, and as far as for Runeterra lore, with him looking at all these different points of time, he actually goes into those timelines. Yeah. He actually goes there. So now, the fact. Here is a Runeterra fact. Because of him constantly moving about, not just in the future, but also the past, to see if someone else has done this. Zillion has always existed. Zillion has existed in Runeterra since the beginning of time. It's omnipresent. Zillion is Whoops. God. Whoops. <laughs> Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> so Zillion has just always been there. Zillion is everywhere zilly like leblanc is doing her whole black rose thing and she's yeah. i'm everywhere i'm everyone and zillion's like well i'm not everyone i'm zillion <laughs> but i am everywhere <laughs> name a point in time and i was there because that's what he's doing so and that is now a fact zillion has literally existed since the beginning of room terra even though you know, he was born at a different point in time, yeah. but now he was back at the beginning. It's crazy. Like it's, a, it, it, it's just mind blowing at this yeah, point. It, it's it. That's what's fun about time travel and how they've implemented it here through Zillion 
as the character lens because you know we start off with his problems that focus around his people right and what he's trying to do and then you now create a situation that you know ups the scale ups the ante and now as he's trying to find a solution to a problem that he's created he is also coming across the problems of other regions that he's trying to also influence but then he has to like you say play 4d chess literally because he has to account the things he's going to do with the things he has done if he does the things you know that kind of um conundrum because he has always existed yeah he is and the way that he's able to time travel trying to fix his like his success his mistake <laughs> like since he's suffering since, from success yeah is since the he's term. moving all, all over these points he has witnessed the end of runeterra yeah and the end of all of runeterra of existence as they know it is a catastrophic end yeah so now he's also just burdened with knowledge of like well um uh, can, can i fix that <laughs> and so now Zillion, as far as to end his story, he is now just existing everywhere. Yeah. Trying to fix the tower, but also trying to save all of Runeterra, but not sure if he's going to because he, he's seen that it ends. Yeah. Can he fix it? He doesn't know. There's... And that's where that's where Zillion leaves off. Yeah. We'll get to the card. I don't but but the um the other element that's cool about this is because, remember, we're talking about Zillion after all of our um, episodes talking about the Ascended champions as well. So, you know, we reference time and how time has affected them as being essentially immortal in that they have very long extended lives once they as- ascend. So Zillion falls to that same camp as being burdened with this new knowledge, but also existing for longer and longer periods of time. You see this a lot in, like, vampire movies or movies where you have these creatures that at some point start to get disconnected from their human selves because of the length of time. So the longer it's taking him to figure out these very complex problems, his will to do so also will start to diminish naturally. Yeah, it's just deteriorating. I mean, heck, I'd be bored. I know, right? I mean, because we already have like the timeline of like Sharima's fall and then return. And like off of that timeline, Zillion's been at this a long time. Uh, so yeah, I'd be bored too. Like, bro, I I just want a burger at that point. I like, just want a burger. Like, bro, like, uh, this this too much. This it's is too, too much. This too much. Let's this... talk about the card. The card is cool. Yes, the card is really cool. The card is cool. Um, so th- as far as what we've got right now, he's a two mana one four. So go ahead. I we need to make a stamp. That just says like a uh, that just says thick time on dumpy. it, you know, like just thick dumpy, <laughs> so that we can just stamp a piece of paper whenever we get something that's a, got a big old dumper because yeah. that's what we like here. I'll get one on it. Yeah, so so two mana one four. Um, on the play, create four time bombs in your deck, then predict. Uh, the time bombs being the landmark that we talked about earlier. So you create four and put them in your deck. Um, so that is on the play, which already the fact that it's a two mana one four with predict, that's nice. All right, so we can we can forego the whole 
like time bomb thing. That's already just a good deal. I'm I'm happy with that deal. Uh, so, but you know the fact that he has time bombs means uh, we're gonna get fancy. So <laughs> his level up is I have seen you destroy two allied time bombs, which is a landmark with a countdown of one. And then when the countdown's completed, that counts as destroying a landmark. So all you got to do is play two time bombs. All right. So then he flips and the flip is a two five at round start, create a fleeting copy of each non fleeting card. I saw you play last round. And then he still has on the play predict and shuffle the time bombs. Um, holy ca- value. Yeah. Uh, some like I don't know if anyone like if our listeners or maybe even you, Ryan, like uh, anyone familiar with Hearthstone, uh, scene. There's a card player in Hearthstone named Trump, and yeah. he is coined himself as the mayor of Value Town. Yeah. Um, and it's, like I just want to show him that card and explain to him that card. Yeah. And like that that this would be the way to get Trump to play <laughs> Runeterra because the value. Yeah. Holy cow. Uh, like he's a two mana card and the the time bombs are two mana cards. A fleeting copy of everything you played last turn. Like if you got into some weird shenanigans of playing like a zillion and some time bombs, then the next turn you get a fleeting copy of zillion and a fleeting copy of the time bombs you played, which means more time bombs to play time bombs to get more time bombs and time bombs, time bombs, (laughs) hashtag time bombs, time bombs, time bombs, time bombs. But yeah, it's it's a cool card, and and the, the the other benefit here, or not benefit, but the other we get a chunk of text here. We get enough text here, which they should have just added it to like the biography at that point. <laughs> you want to read through those? Kind of give you the give them the spiel. Oh my goodness! Like we got time. <laughs> I know. Do um, we have to listen? This episode may be long, but what is time? <laughs> what is time? Um. Oh. I think mine bugged because I don't even see that. Can you okay. read it for yeah. me? Because I, I got you. <laughs> over, Technical so, difficulties. Yeah. On the front side, we have over many years, Zillion established a network of promising young mages from different times, all of whom were capable of seeing out seeing out his life's work should the unthinkable happen. Although a kind and encouraging mentor, deep sorrow creased his brow when he sought the solitude. And there was a wariness in his eyes, we talked about that, (laughs) that only someone who has lived multiple lifetimes could hope to comprehend. So once he flips, the text we get with that is, countless possibilities stretched before and behind him. He saw them all at once, a dizzying array that only he could decipher. With a single gesture, Zillion could unfold entire timelines, but none had yet shown him how to save Icathia. Yeah. So we, you know, we prefaced with this and this is kind of where we're left. Like this card kind of puts us at at the end, not the end point, but the most recent point of Zillion's life where he's, he's losing his immediate focus because his new focus is everything. 
So he's having influences, but the drive, as we get here in the in the text, is just not. You can't see it in his eyes anymore on why he's doing what he's doing. So now he's just preparing for the inevitable, um, which is what had and, mentioned. And, and it's and it's great as far as spelling out like how he is being affected with all living all these different lifetimes because then it just it goes back to the fall of Icathia because now Zillion has the look of a customer service employee at the end of a black Friday shift. I'm just like, (laughs) like now he's gone like from that into like the, you know, the veteran of multiple war tours. Just like, I I've seen way too much. I'm done. I am. I am done. Uh, So so with that, that takes us to the point in the episode where we usually have a challenge or question for Hetch here. Uh, but this one is pretty straightforward. I try to keep them on on brand. Let's and go. The question is, what is your favorite time travel approach in media? So this is one representation uh, that we have here. Uh, you know, whether it's you know the same thread of timeline or of 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 time, and you're bouncing in between different points. So you exist at all points in those timelines as you travel, or do you like the threads approach where every time you move, you take a thread off of the main timeline, or do you like multiple threads existing preemptively uh, that you're bouncing between and affecting separately? So more of a dimensions approach. I mean, there's more other ones, but those are just kind of some ones to rattle off. I like the way it's approached here for League of Legends specifically. I think this gives them a space to not get too crazy and to pick and choose where they want to put Zillion without having to focus purely on time because the the calendar of Runeterra is already complicated enough because yeah. it spans so it, we're talking about like pre-BC, post-BC kind of thing, right? So um, yeah, what do you think? I, I do have to agree with you on the, like as far as with the Runeterra bit because of the fact that they also gives them the flexibility of saying that they have all these different branches yeah while only looking at the one um it's not my favorite but i do agree with you because my favorite yeah (laughs) my favorite is just one line one consistent line that is actually a circle yeah all right and you're gonna hate me as far as why uh futurama the futurama timeline (laughs) is fantastic yeah and i love it to death I, there's a there's a whole episode of futurama where they spoilers screw up oh yeah this spoilers <laughs> if you haven't watched this like uh, this legendary yeah. cartoon I, i'm showing my age watched yeah. it on tv and then watched it again on streams in but, standard um, definition oh my goodness <laughs> I I, I I probably have a VHS somewhere the with the tube. Futurama episode. Um, <laughs> but uh, tube television. Yeah, but there's a whole episode of Futurama where they uh, they break their time machine. Um, yeah. So they they break the time machine. So then it only moves forward. And since it's broken, they're like, it's now now we're trapped, and we and then like they keep going forward to try to find a time where people learn how to make a time machine because it was just Farnsworth's experiment. Yeah. So he's the one that did it and he's the only one that's done it. So now he's going forward to see if anyone else has come up with it. Yeah. And they can't find a place that has come up with um that has come up with the proper time travel. Yeah. 
So then it's like, oh, we're now trapped in the future, just permanently. And then they're like, well, great. So they crack open a six pack of beer and just hit go to watch time end. And then it turns out that time ends and the ending of time creates the Big Bang. And then time goes over again yeah. and it's hysterical because it's literally just opening a beer to watch the world in <laughs> <laughs> and the movie just restarts um and and then like the best joke in it because it's like since it is like that timeline like the consistent timeline which yeah. they make jokes before where it's like oh like uh, we're back in time so don't do anything to mess up the timeline unless you're supposed to do it then by all means do it <laughs> yeah. don't not do it uh so then since they're watching time happen again farnsworth is like oh hang on a second and he slows down the time machine to try to pull a drive-by to kill hitler <laughs> and he ends up killing franz ferdinand instead <laughs> and if you don't know history that means nothing but if you know history it's hysterical <laughs> and with that <laughs> thanks for listening and we'll be back soon with the next episode but not noxus so but take care likely everybody. not noxus <laughs> uh, take care everybody <laughs> 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 <laughs>